0: Chase Society back again. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and hanging in with us. I am Chris Ali, and uh, I am joined by the OTS head honcho himself, Big Derek. What's up, man?
1: What's good, bro?
0: Can you hear me all right?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's good to be back.
0: Good. good to be back, man. You know, yeah, man. this new 2021 edition, the first show of the year. Yes,
1: sir.
0: You know, better late than never, man, the way yeah. I see it. For sure. Uh, better like than never. But uh no, we back though. We yes, back. We're yes, here sir. to do this. This is what we do. Yes, sir. And uh, you know, as we open up this first episode of the year, man, I just want to go uh, go ahead again and extend my appreciation to the audience. Uh thank y'all for rocking with us. You know, we left y'all with a lot of material in our timeline. Um, those of you all who follow us on the podcast uh platform. We will be expanding to YouTube real soon, but um, we left y'all with some pretty good content. So hopefully uh, this next season, we intend to do that again, you know, Uh, continue with the no chase, uh, unadulterated, straight, honest conversation dealing with these films and movies and maybe even a little TV and stuff, man. I think we're gonna expand it this year, D. Oh, for sure. You know, just kind of just broaden the conversation because you know, in this pandemic environment, film is just about any damn thing. You know. Oh yeah. Because uh, you know, it looks like there's there's not going to be any theater situations going on no time soon.
1: I don't even know that I would trust it. Right. As much as I love the theater experience, I, I like the germaphobe in me just would not be able to be comfortable with how yeah. it's going. It just wouldn't work.
0: Yeah, it's a different world out here, man. Yeah. So right now everything is considered, you know, I mean, it's kind of hard to to determine what, what film is now, you know, being that the actual theater experience or the cinema experience is on hold, but mm-hmm. so much shit is is becoming available to you in, in your crib. You know, yeah. I guess it's just a cultural shift we gotta get used to, man.
1: Yeah, you know what's funny? I I I actually think that the um <clears throat> The pandemic kind of uh, sped up the timeline in which the um, streaming world is going to work because we're seeing a lot of movies, you know, with HBO and WB right. Um, Mm -hmm. Like you're seeing a lot of movies premiere same day as in theaters uh, for limited amount of time and then I think they'll they'll get off the platform. Um, But I think it, I think we were headed toward this anyway. I like, I don't see how this was not gonna happen. Mm. Um, But I don't think that phases out the theaters completely because it's just an experience that you can't get at home. Like, unless you have a surround sound system to be able to actually uh, listen to the film the way it was created to be, to be heard, it, it's not the same experience. You know what I'm saying? Right so yeah i don't think that'll phase out theaters but i think this pandemic actually sped that whole timeline up
0: yeah and theaters were kind of like on the ropes even before the pandemic so Mm -hmm. you know with the whole streaming platforms that we have available to us now so i don't know man you know i'm I'm kind of enjoying the idea that i don't have to go nowhere yeah to (laughs) (laughs) to catch a movie now but um uh kind of like what you said you know the art the art element of it or the the uh the craft of filmmaking you really can't get unless you get it from you know the big screen you know full uh performance style sound that you're going to get from a theater experience yeah so you know it's a give and take man you know do you do you want to be on the respirator or do you want to you know, get the full experience of the THX shit. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a, a fucked up decision to be left to make. But uh, I'm I'm cool with. it. I'm actually enjoying the HBO experience with HBO Max.
1: Yeah, That's, yeah, me too.
0: Um, the concept they have of releasing, you know, the the uh, theater version or the the, the theater uh, film along with the streaming version of it the same day. Yeah, you know, I'm liking that, man.
1: I like it. Um, I just I know that there's an issue um, contractually. Well, maybe not even contractually, but most um, well, some directors are not cool with it. Right, they're not yeah. cool with it, and and I think that once, if they can sit down and and figure out the way that this whole thing will work, um, to allow uh, these movies to still make the money that they're that they need to make. I think that they'll find a happy medium. Yeah, I, I, I honestly do. Um, I don't see how this is, is going to be rectified in the next couple of months. But I think this is going to be something that they can actually do because, again, this is where we were headed anyway. I don't see how anyone in Hollywood could um, look at streaming services and not think this is going to happen. Right, right. So, yeah, I'm excited about it, though. I, I like it. I do like it. I haven't
0: uh, caught anything on it yet, no, as far as, you know, the theater release through the HBO Max release. Oh, you haven't? Um, I caught an early version of Judas and the Black Messiah. You know, I, oh, yeah, I caught an right. early online screening, so I'll wait before we get into that, because that's due to come out on HBO Max and uh, officially released this Friday. Yeah. So that'll be the first to time I'm actually gonna be using. Oh, actually, that's a lie. I'm sorry, I'm lying to you. I did see. I caught the Denzel
1: Washington. The little things.
0: The little yeah, those little, little things or something like that. Yeah, I did see that. But I but surely you can understand why I forgot that. That <laughs> shit. Um,
1: <laughs> I bro. I.
0: I sleepy ass thriller. I hate sleepy ass thrillers, uh, and that was a sleepy ass thriller.
1: It has so like much it, potential. <laughs> Yeah, it has so much potential, and I just like
0: it had Denzel Washington. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Everything else, and you know, he was pretty much sleepwalking through it. All of them, everybody was. You know what I mean? I mean, it was it was. I I, I, again, you know, like it is one thing that I hate, man. I hate thrillers that have no thrill to them. Like yeah, yeah. That's 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 an aggravation, man. And this was one of those movies.
1: Yeah, I, I. I when when the film ended, I was sitting there. I'm like, just like, what was the point? What like, a lazy ass ending! I what was the point? The the like the movie took it took a minute to build up, right? And then once it started building up, I just don't I don't know the point of the film. Like,
0: it was like, a drowsy ass movie, man.
1: It was. It was very drowsy. Was, um, was saying that she thought that it was gonna, like she was like there has to be a sequel or something like i, like, I don't I, want
0: it if it I, is I, then yeah. yeah i'm good on it.
1: <laughs> i don't either because i'm I, good but it, it did leave you with this feeling of just like well what 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 happened what what happened and I, like i can't remember a, a denzel movie that i've i've seen that i didn't like this has to be the first
0: one this this is one of the few i mean you know he has some movies that i don't like as much as other movies that he has out but this is probably one of the first ones i say yeah i just didn't really care for this movie
1: yeah
0: i mean you know, there are some things there movies that i could that i could have went without though but this is one of the ones that yeah i agree with you you it's it's not much it's not much to this
1: yeah yeah, I've you know. never felt disappointed with with one of his films. Maybe some that was just like, eh, we probably didn't need this, but like just sheer disappointment. I I, I did not see that coming. And you had yeah. Jared, you had Jared Leto in this this movie as well, who is a um
0: was he in this movie? I mean was <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, it... I I like him as an actor. Um but some of this stuff, like again, just everything just didn't make sense. I don't know.
0: Well, let's 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 try to figure this out. So Denzel Washington, I took it was this um, savant detective
1: mm-hmm.
0: who I don't know. I guess in the beginning, I kind of I kind of took him to be uh, on the spectrum. I guess you know. Really? I guess he. Yeah, he just kind of came off. You know, like he may be on the spectrum a little bit, but as the movie progressed, I don't know, he was Denzel Washington. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the Denzel-ness, it it eventually did come out. But when he was a, uh, as a sheriff, because, you know, apparently this was a uh, decorated detective who fucked his life up in a uh, miscalculated friendly fire situation during a case i'll just yeah. put it like that because i'm still trying to determine how deep in the spoiler game i want to go with the podcast moving forward so okay maybe this would be a little bit of an experimental podcast for, for the rest <laughs> that we got because
1: okay
0: you know i'm trying to determine how deep and you know of, of the plot when we want the people to know or whatever so anyway we'll just kind of play with this a little bit but um <laughs> But yeah, I man, you know he 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 ends up kills he he kills somebody in a friendly fire or a misfire situation, and that I guess from what I get uh, from his character is pretty much fucked up, yeah. Due to that, and um, uses this particular case involving Jerry Leto, who we assume is this psychotic uh, serial killer of young girls, mm-hmm. predator of young girls. So Denzel's watch. Denzel's character, who I don't know the name of, um, takes on this mission to to avenge these girls. You know, but it seems that the 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 uh, scene of this movie deals with questionable character. That that's yeah. that's what I get from it. That you know, Denzel and the uh, coroner, so to speak, were um, were in cahoots with covering up some shit. That, you know, that's what we live to believe and that kind of is where the movie caps off at
1: mm-hmm.
0: where um, there's some cover-up type shit so I guess the movie is really not about really trying to, to uh, entertain you or thrill you in anything you know what I'm saying as far as the plot as far as twists and turns so to speak right. but it's, it seems to be just a piece on uh character you know bearing decisions i mean i don't know d I don't know man you know see like it was it was a slow drowsy ass movie and you know i didn't <laughs> i didn't get much from it if it wasn't for dzell watching i wouldn't have rushed to this one
1: honestly oh me either i, I th- this that's why i was actually kind of shocked um if i'm not mistaken i think he produced this as well um I think you. I think he did. Yeah, I, I did. which is making me kind of question, like, what he what he sees with this, right? Because you don't take on a project like this, act in it and produce it, and and it's not worth your while. So, like to me, there's got to be something that that's in it for him with this because I, I story wise, this is nothing new. This is nothing. Um, really innovative, and it's nothing that's really intriguing. It's just a, it's just a slow burn, and then it phases out. Yeah. So I I don't know what I'm that that whole thing. I would be I'm I'm highly intrigued to know what's what with with him for that. I'm really intrigued with that because that just just on the outside looking in doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, I mean, I'm looking at the uh, the Wikipedia on it. Um, I don't see him as a producer on here. It looks okay. like the director is John Lee Hancock. Not real familiar with him, but it doesn't appear that Denzel was a producer on it. Okay. He had a $30 million budget. Uh, $30 million. Jesus, yeah. man.
1: Yeah, I, okay, you know what? You know what I'm saying producer? I watched Safe House that he produced on that. I watched Safe House, like, right after this. Okay. So I'm, I'm mixing the two.
0: Um, it says it was intended for Spielberg, the first draft. Uh, this movie goes back a while, too, like, back in 93.
1: Really? For of-
0: Spielberg to direct, but uh, Spielberg passed on it. This is his Wikipedia on it because he felt it was too dark. Clint Eastwood, Warren Beatty, Dane DeVito, all separately attached to direct uh, before Hancock decided to come on. So this movie's been around for a while, man.
1: So this story was nothing new.
0: No, nah, it's been around so for a while.
1: It's slick, kind of makes sense now because this is this actually reminds me of like how movies were were done in the '90s, anyway. Right. That slow burn, and then like there's nothing to it. Right. That 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 would make sense.
0: Yeah, this movie was just a lot of slow, but no burn, though. Yeah, I would yeah, say like yeah, it wasn't much. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't much burn to this movie. You know, it was, it, it was a, uh, it was a heavy lift, man. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care for it. But hey, man, it's it's, it's on HBO Max. You paying fifteen bucks a month to get all that shit. You know, it's not really a, a inconvenience. So you know, I wasn't really like shitty or disappointed. It was just, uh, <laughs> it was just, you know, it was just a, li- a little bit of a letdown for the for the cast it had Denzel Washington, man, and uh, yeah. what's to do, the, the uh, Spider Man do,
1: uh, Rami Malik, I think, I think that's right.
0: Him. You know, Jared Leto, I mean, come on, I was looking for a little bit more. Uh, yeah,
1: yes. a lot
0: more. So moving on from that, I man, what have you seen that you like?
1: Well, so I, I mentioned uh, Safe House, right? I. Remember actually seeing that in the theaters when it came out?
0: Yeah, uh, that's actually one of the ones I would say is not one of his best either. We'll see. Denzel Washington safe house, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Ryan
0: uh Garth, uh Reynolds. Not Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. right? I,
1: I fell asleep on it in the theater, and I have not. I hadn't seen it since. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I I saw it was it was I think it was on HBO. So I said, let me just go ahead and check it out just to see what's what. Um, it's a lot better than I remember it, remembered it being, um, I could see them making a part two, which I think there was a rumor about that a while back, but I I don't know if they're going to do that. Um, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't bad though. Like I,
0: it, I just don't want to say if I was being good.
1: It, it wasn't one of I mean, which it, it was Denzel was
0: a... What, what, what was he in that? He was a um, another ambiguous cop, right?
1: Um, More of an ambiguous for, cop. I think he worked for the FBI or something like that. And he FBI, was, okay. Yeah, they viewed him as like a, a traitor or something like that. <clears throat> Safe House was like an
0: extension of jail for him or something, right? Yes, yes. And he ends up breaking out of that shit, and the rest is, the, is, is pretty much the movie,
1: right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I I think
0: that's one of those Denzel cash grabs. You know, I, I kinda put that together. He like didn't it. say that. Yeah. Because I but I, I, I wanna say that a couple a few years ago he was talking about his career and um he mentioned a movie that he well actually no, Jamie Foxx was talking about a conversation that he had with Denzel Washington. And Denzel Washington was talking about some movie that he did, he never said the name of it, but Denzel all but told Jamie Foxx in this conversation that it was a cash grab movie. (laughs) Like I think they gave him like 20 million or some shit. I don't know, like some multi, a bunch of shitload of millions. He said that's pretty much why he did the movie. I
1: could see Um, that. So yeah, I want
0: to say this is that movie they were talking about, I'm not sure. But if I if I measure the time right, I want to say Safe House is definitely that movie that uh, that was just a big ass check for you. Because I, I, I don't remember shit about that movie, but what I just told you,
1: yeah, I, I, there, nothing <laughs> about that
0: movie stands out
1: to me. I, I could definitely see that. Um, it's definitely not like a top five, top ten Denzel movie for me. Um... But it's not I don't I don't I wouldn't consider it one of his worst either.
0: You no, know, it's not one of his worst. I think but, it's you impact. Denzel really doesn't have bad movies. Out. he doesn't you know. He, he didn't really make any he hasn't really made any bad movies. Yeah, you
1: guys got... we
0: can debate this shit from 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 this year. <laughs> we can yeah. debate that. That's yeah that's a separate you <laughs> know conversation. But outside of this that we just talked about, you really have, you really can't identify anything trash. just trash uh, in Denzel.
1: Right, right. For for the for the most part, I, he's he's always he always comes out with hits. Right. Yeah. So that's why I, that's why this was definitely a disappointment. Um.
0: But you recently saw Safe House again. And that's when you you were going with that.
1: Though. Yeah. It's it's middle of the pack for me.
0: And it's still the same, like right. underwhelming shit.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Um. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not a. Um there were there, okay i'll say this there were there were definitely good moments in the film um i i didn't remember him doing uh, any choreography like fight choreography so that mm-hmm. was a shock to me um but yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't bad it wasn't bad but i will say um i don't know i, I really don't want to get into a conversation of like Trashing Denzel.
0: Um well, it's hard to trash Denzel, you know. I mean, we can be critical of Denzel, but
1: yeah. It's not much you can trash
0: about Denzel.
1: There was a movie he did about two or three years ago, Roman J. Israel Esquire. Did you ever see that? Oh yeah, I
0: actually liked that movie. Did you? I mean it wasn't shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't like it man i, I enjoyed I, it man it was different for him it wasn't one of his best he, he got nominated for it i think because um that's what the year they uh they uh pretty much blackballed. what's his name uh god nate parker franco franco got in uh me too trouble that year and he oh. was he, he was yeah he was oscar they had a lot of oscar balls around him for whatever i, think, I forgot the, the film but uh, yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a lot of Oscar conversation around Franco that year. And, you know, he got that Me Too energy. So they yeah. bumped him out of the Oscar buzz and put Denzel for that particular role for a nomination, which he didn't really deserve best actor for that. That wasn't nah. the best actor,
1: nah.
0: you know, based performance. But, you know, it was a decent movie. Yeah,
1: I, th- I think he did decent. a good job. I think he did a good job. But I, the movie itself wasn't, um, was, it, 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 it it was, it was different, though. It, it was, was different, different to see. It was different
0: to see, yes. to see him in that type of role. It was a pretty vulnerable role. It was it wasn't real glorious role. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was different to see Denzel in that in that type of depiction. I liked
1: it. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Different. A
0: lot of people found that underwhelming. Um, though, I'll tell you another one that I like that people seem to found underwhelming for him was uh, Flight.
1: People thought that was underwhelming?
0: Yeah, a lot of people didn't like flight.
1: That messed up my anxiety. Yeah, in fact, I think his wife <laughs> said he
0: didn't, she didn't like flight. <laughs> I think I read something that Paulette uh, said she didn't like flight, but I like flight. Flight, again, it was a different role for him.
1: I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. I, I mean, it messed with me for a while in terms of getting on a plane, but I mean.
0: It messed with me seeing cocaine ripped lines, though, too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that was like, a, no, <laughs> that's <it. laughs> stuff.
1: <Stop." laughs>
0: you know, that was that was a little unnerving, but um, yeah, <laughs> but no, it was a good performance from though.
1: It was, it was. I that that's actually a movie I need to buy on um on Blu-ray. I can't oh yeah, about that. That that's, it is a good movie. Um, I just I don't know. I. I I could see Denzel stepping away from acting more in the next year or two. I could see it more. I I could see him doing more just producing for a little while. He seems to be
0: talking about that. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're yeah. gonna be uh, we're gonna be headline one of the, his movies. Actually, the one that he actually did produce. That I know he produced *Mallory*. Black like, um, we're gonna be talking about that in the next couple of episodes.
1: Yes. But yes. um
0: yeah, that's that's one of the uh, the projects that he produced.
1: Phenomenal job.
0: Yeah, and he and he said he wants to do more of that, more directing yeah. and behind the scenes stuff. But um Yeah. I I, I but, would love you know, to see him
1: do that. He he he's he's got a great vision, so I would love to see uh what he does uh more on that side. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you know, you know, to your point though, he hasn't done anything that that's that's really uh, that's really garbage, man. You can't really identify just any bad movies in his um, in his filmography. You know, no. some some movies that can be criticized. Yes. You know, very much. So. But uh, yeah, you know, definitely no trash, man. You know, he, he's a he's a he's a A one
1: actor for sure.
0: For he's an sure. A one actor.
1: Yeah. So anything else, man? Man, um what else? Oh. <laughs> we'll probably just have to do this one as an episode as well. Um But uh Nate Parker's new film, American Skin.
0: I haven't seen that
1: one, man. That's one I Bro, need to catch. Yes. I when I now that movie that I I when I finished the movie, I literally felt speechless and like the air got sucked out of my body that's Mm -hmm. how that's how um i think that's how invested you feel into this movie Mm -hmm. not not and not just one character multiple characters you feel you feel invested into for various reasons and Mm -hmm. and like
0: and that is another one we got on our list to talk about. That's that's one. Yes. That's another feature that we going to be discussing.
1: I'm telling you right now. If I've you, been following it, I've
0: been hearing a lot about it. I've been following it since <laughs> you know since the whole promotion of it. Yeah. And the production of it there has been news. I've been following it.
1: Yeah. Just haven't seen
0: it. So that's I, that's 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 next on my list.
1: Yeah, please please watch it because this is a movie you know and you know I don't watch uh I don't watch movie trailers, mm-hmm. um. So like it gives me a, 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 the ability to watch a film with the you know fresh perspective, you know, not coming in with any bias or anything like that. I loved what he did with *Birth of a Nation*,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I don't even think that he had as much commentary around that film as I believe when more people see this, that this film will have. Mm. Well, I mean, I think it's,
0: well, unfortunately, man, you know, I think that what whatever is known, whatever that film has done is about all it's going to do.
1: I think so. Um, sad, to, sad to say.
0: And that's about, that's about design. And that actually comes and stems from Nate Parker and Birth of a Nation. Yeah. I mean, his career has really, hasn't really been the same since he did that movie, since he dropped that movie. Yeah. And, um. You all know me. You know I got my reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you as far as as to why I think that. But um, you know, a lot of it is due to the fact that you got a black man who's audacious enough to write and direct a film uh, based on the life of probably one of the most rebellious slave uh, figures in history. You know, in that turn. Mm-hmm. And you know European society or Anglo society, Western society or whatever doesn't want to celebrate in that turn. They right. barely want to acknowledge what they did acknowledge right, um, right, right of right, birth right. of a nation. And you know even though I would agree with you it, it was it was a I, well I was slightly disagree with you. it was a good movie. i I personally had an issue with the tone of it uh being too tame. you know see and I did considering the, the nature of the story
1: I I did too. Um, but I get he had to make the movie. He had to make. Yeah, that yeah, could make. yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think with Birth of a Nation, he was able to at least, at least provide a, um, a glimpse into what that story was about because that wasn't something like you said. That's not something that is, uh, widely acknowledged. Um. So I, I, I appreciate him for at least doing that. um. But I understand why he had to tame it down just a tad bit.
0: Oh, yeah, I understand. He wouldn't have got it made.
1: Not at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not at all. Um, no. But, I mean, he's just a phenomenal filmmaker. I, I, I know my days of actually shooting are over. I don't mm-hmm. care about it anymore uh Mm -hmm. the passion has that's that's been gone from me for years Mm -hmm. um but i would love to work with him on something whether you know i'm 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 you know just working behind the scenes on on something or you know helping produce or whatever but Mm. nate parker is is a genius genius Mm -hmm. And, and and i i I can't wait for you to watch this movie because there's a lot for us to discuss with this. I mean, this that with you being a a black father, I'm really intrigued to understand your perspective on this. Cause I can't I can't talk about it from that perspective.
0: Right, right.
1: Jesus Christ, bro. (laughs) Well
0: that that'll probably be the next one then. Yeah. You know, we'll have to bump up uh Rainey, you know. Yeah, yeah or do a double header or some double feature. But yeah, we, we definitely go. I'm definitely looking forward to catching up.
1: Yeah, that one is phenomenal. Um, that was phenomenal. What have you been watching?
0: That's what I'm thinking now, man. I don't really have much to bring to <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much to bring. Um, Cause a lot of stuff I I, I went back is this old revisited stuff. You know, a lot of old mm-hmm. stuff I went back and saw. I can tell you this though i am i'm definitely looking forward to march for coming to america too
1: you know what's funny about that i actually just what's, watched what's to you with that one? i i just watched coming to america for the first time in a uh, few years it's mm-hmm. been a while since i've seen that movie and i was excited beforehand i am amped up man i'm amped up because I, I again i haven't seen a trailer but
0: you know what's crazy is, is that the trailer is causing all the controversy right now.
1: There's controversy around the film.
0: Uh, around the trailer because you know a couple of you know a couple of uh, comedians. Um, you know I, I follow this channel called Comedy Hype. hmm mm-hmm. YouTube channel. That. So yeah. yeah, they they've really been the main ones that's been kind of putting uh putting a little little light on this, but uh, apparently there are a few comedians who. Yeah, and honestly, man, from what I, I guess when I think about it, I guess people from social media, I guess comments from social media kind of think the trailer is, um, well, the first one, because they released like three different trailers mm-hmm. in this movie. The the, the 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 best one or the the longest one, I think, came out uh, maybe a couple of days ago, a few days ago, but... Um, but yeah, man, the first trailer pretty much had a lot of people like, what the hell is going on? Like, what is this? Is this a remake? Is this a spoof? Uh is this a?" which I don't get the confusion came from, but you know, it threw a lot of people off. The first trailer threw a lot of people off. They didn't really know what they were what what they were getting into with this. And I believe that a couple of things that that uh confused people were the fact that the barbers from the from the 1988 version. Mm-hmm uh the queen's Barbershop were like in this one and they look pretty much the same yeah it should be <laughs> almost like 30 that. plus years later <laughs> so um yeah people would throw the fuck off a little bit about yeah. what exactly type of story this was but uh with the second or uh, third trailer this came out maybe two like i said it came out a few days ago uh, you know a lot of people have kind of backtracked and Change that tone a little bit. And now, looking forward to the film. Now they understand it is—it is, is indeed a sequel. That it's actually a sequel. Sure. It just takes place thirty plus years after uh, the first film. You know, that's all. Simple as that. I don't know what the fuck threw people that's off that bad the first time with the shit. But I mean,
1: that's exactly what I expected when they, when they—that's what
0: I—that's it. what I knew from the drum Street. But <laughs> apparently, you know, I don't know. I don't know the trailer. That's why I don't fuck with trailers because it, it normally mm-hmm. causes more harm than good. Yeah, you know, watch the movie for what it is. I don't. Yeah. I don't really. I don't really do the trailer thing. But yeah, the trailer kind of stirred up a lot of crazy conversation. Yeah, I,
1: I think um, I'm excited mainly because, man We we've discussed this before, but um, when we when we were reviewing Dolomite but Eddie Murphy has not done an all-star cast film that has ever flopped.
0: I would well, you know, Harlem Nights was not even though it's a it's a classic among black people. Mm-hmm. Um for some reason that that movie is not was not considered commercially successful. Oh,
1: I'm not talking about the commercial success though. I'm talking about in in terms of quality. just the quality of the film, just the yeah. film itself. Oh, I can yeah. agree with that. Yeah, I I can't I can agree with One that has ever gone down that route, um, because commercial success it is what it is. That like that's subjective, um, right? And I like I I don't measure um movies or music by the commercial success. I measure it based on the quality of the product itself, the art. I guess and. For me, like Eddie Murphy is, he's the king of all sarcasts. He's the king of it. I don't see how how this could be a bad movie. Um,
0: well, he definitely made some bad movies. We can't put the oh, G-Z-L I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not.
1: I'm not saying he hasn't made bad movies.
0: I'm not I'm like Eddie Murphy, you know, stand man. But yeah, uh, yeah he, he he's he's dropped some some sticky loads.
1: No, I'm just saying strictly with all-star cast films, like I have, I, I can't recall any of those being bad, and he's the king of those. So I expect this to be nothing less than that. And if we see a similar performance from, uh, from him and and, and um, uh, Wesley Snipes, mm-hmm. as we saw in Dolomite, oh my God. I'm, I'm just excited, man. I'm excited. This is going to be, this is going to be something that's, that's next level.
0: I mean, it's, it's going to be some record breaking numbers. This movie gonna do. Yeah. I do believe that. No question about it. It's going to, it's going to probably like literally going to probably break the damn Amazon platform. Oh, I, 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 it's it's that caliber, it's that caliber (laughs) of anticipation. I believe, I believe it's coming from this movie.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, just for nostalgic reasons alone. So For sure. For sure. Yeah, but yeah, man, I, it's really not much. Like, you know, there's a lot of old stuff I went back and revisited. Um, trying to keep COVID off my ass. That's that's yeah. really been <laughs> that's sure really been my uh my preoccupation. So, you know, a lot of stuff I've caught is, you know, really much of the lot of stuff I've seen we've talked about on this podcast already. Mm-hmm. You know. Um Still trying to adjust to how to even consume film right now, man. Honestly,
1: yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I mean,
0: do I want to spend $50 a month on five different platforms, you know, subscription services? Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure that out. I'm happy with HBO Max. I went and signed up for that about yeah. two months ago. Yeah, I'm enjoying that. Uh, but again, you know, that comes with limitations because you're practically limited to what Warner Brothers. Is going to give you, you yeah. know, because that's a Warner Brothers division. But um, yeah, man, you know, it's just not, it's just not as easy as it was a couple of years ago of just going to the movies and picking something up.
1: Well, you know, have you watched uh, Lovecraft Country? On there? Uh, no. I, I know, I know, you're just starting to really like push into a a TV series. Mm-hmm that one is one you need to watch. Because it it tells um, it tells specific events in black history.
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: In a very creative way. And I mean, everything ties together too. It's not like it's just like, one thing's happening over here. And you're going to talk about something randomly over on this side. It's like everything ties together and they do it in a masterful way. That's a show you need to watch. If, if you don't watch any of the shows on HBO Max, watch that.
0: We've talked about that show a little bit on here before. Yeah. Um, I've heard about it. I, try, I I think I mentioned before on here, I've tried to watch it. Uh, the Supernatural shit. Ah, is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> not my preference, but I'll get around to it, man. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to tell you this, then we'll go into the feature. But... I'm I'm starting to feel a little bit funny as far as the liberties that people are taking with with Black History on screen. Um, I don't know. There's got to be some type of limit. <clears throat> There's got to be some type of structure as to as to what we're going to do with this history, with our history. You know, when it comes mm-hmm. to this fictionalizing shit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how that's done, I don't know, but. Um, I did see one night in Miami. Night I'm thinking about it again. Um
1: I still movies it. I
0: saw. Yeah, I did watch one night in Miami, and that was a the big. That was a shit show, man. I mean, it was <laughs> it was this. It was just it was almost animated, <laughs> animated entertainment. You know, yeah. and, and I, I was uncomfortable. I was really? uncomfortable with it. Yeah, I mean, because you, you got figures on the screen, man. In a, in a story like that, I mean, you, you're talking about figures who are, who are iconic to the mm-hmm. black experience, mm-hmm. you know, especially during that time when that right. movie takes place in the 60s, right? which was one of the darkest moments, uh, some of the darkest moments of, mm-hmm. of black people came during that, during that era. Mm-hmm. I, I love creative license. I'm all for creative license there. You know what i mean yeah i'm all for free expression of uh, flexible expression when it comes to an individual artist i get mm-hmm.
1: that
0: mm-hmm. um but at the same time man you know it, it just it just it just leads me to ask questions like you know what would jews do if you just kind of was flipped with stories of the holocaust you know how would Native Americans feel if you would just flipped with stories of uh, you know how they were ran out of that how they were ran out of that Native country here in America? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it just it just seems like there's no real thought that goes into how this will be perceived and how this will, will um, translate in time. You know, right. by just making Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali just these two ridiculous characters where they literally come to blows almost you know in a hotel room or ali attacks malcolm in the hotel room That's just one scene i'll give you from that yeah. they're just I don't, I don't know man you know i don't know i don't have the answers when it comes to, to that type of shit. as far as should people have some type of sensibility that that should be imposed on them <laughs> <laughs> Should we impose some sensibility on people when it comes to handling our history like that? I'll just say it like that.
1: So do you think that um, that when retelling our history, we should, I mean, of course, it needs to be as accurate as possible in terms of specific events, right?
0: I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think it has to be as accurate as possible. But you know what I'm saying be, like,
1: in terms of like, like, if MLK got shot stuff like that like you can't you can't just you know say that it it was like he got he got shot with, with with from a gun you can't just say it was like you know a bow and arrow type of thing like i'm saying i'm saying it has to be accurate in that way um but do, do you not think that the retelling in an imagine with with Ah, how, should I, how should I word this? Do you not think that telling the story in a more creative way, in terms of how things possibly could have led up to XYZ, is a good way to tell a story? Or do you think that it should be by an accurate account? You know,
0: well, this is what I was saying that I don't necessarily think the story has to be accurate, it has to be truthful. Okay. You know, okay. and there is a difference. Um, for instance, the Malcolm X movie, right? Everything in that movie was not accurate. Right. But when you watch the entire movie, which is over two hours, yeah, I think three hours, you you don't walk away with a with a fucked up interpretation of Malcolm X by watching that movie. Yeah you don't walk away with a totally different perspective uh, of who Malcolm was, or a, a totally false perspective, I should say, of who Malcolm X was watching that movie, even though everything in that movie was not accurate. Like for instance, the shorty character mm-hmm. that, uh, Mal- that uh, Spike Lee played really, probably, really didn't even exist in, Mal- in Malcolm's life, you know?
1: Okay. But
0: that was not of any consequence to the truthful depiction of who he was. You know what I mean? Right. And that's a black man who had, you know, street dealings and had street relationships mm-hmm. that he ended up having to purge and reinvent himself from to become right. the man he was. That's the truth of who he was. And that's what you walked away with watching that movie. You didn't even get that shit from from a movie like One Night in Miami. You know, it, it's it's just it's just like somebody said, let's take these characters and let's take this night that really happened and let's just try to make it as as ridiculous and and um as much of a fantasy as we can. Let's just see how much history we can play with to the point where it's reasonably entertaining. And that's what you got with that movie. You know, just figures that we play with.
1: So this was Regina King's directorial directorial debut, right? Yeah. How do you feel
0: she did? Well, I mean, a whole lot responsible for the film because, uh, you know, the director is the principal and the point, the the point guard, so to speak, for the movie for the right. production. Right. But at the same time, I don't believe she was the uh, the final say so in the depiction of these characters. I believe she was a... a, a, a instrument that was used to get this story told okay. but uh the writing and the producing of this movie is what I believe influenced this story okay. and for that I'm disappointed that she uh, being the veteran that she is and being the woman that 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 well being a black woman I should say mm-hmm. um I just wish she had a little bit more accountability to the history of these men and did a little bit more research because it was crazy about this shit there, the truth, you know, what I mean? or the accuracy as we were talking about earlier, the accuracy of these stories mm-hmm. is just as damn fascinating and just as entertaining and just as cinematic as this bullshit that that was created in movies like One Night in Miami. Right, right, right. You know, if you would just tell the history as it was in many respects, that could be just as, you know, beneficial to the narrative and to whatever. Uh, sensation you're trying to bring to the story, which I understand if you're sitting there making a movie, you want to bring something that's going to have cinematic and the value to it. But there's enough history that's accurate from these stories that could do that.
1: For sure. Without
0: this circus bullshit. But again, at the same time, I'm not one of the suppressed creative license. I believe as an artist, you ought to have some flexibility. But goddamn, there's got to be limits, man. You know?
1: Yeah. Do there's got to think- be limits. Do you think it could possibly be part partially due to um, the production company itself? Well, yeah, of
0: course, you know, people, they, you know, these production companies don't want to tell stories about iconic black men without an angle to it, right? You know, I mean, there was some Lewis Farrakhan bashing in it. You know, you're gonna get that from oh, most huh? of these projects. Oh, um,
1: I would love to see a movie on him, actually, done the right way.
0: Right, right. Yeah, but um, but I don't know, man. You know, it, it's just that you know, when it comes to this for people, we just play fast and loose, and it, it's it's you know, it's come all you know, come all do what you want type of shit, and I'm I'm getting kind of irritated
1: by that. So, do you think that we should be the only ones? Uh, these stories should be. Told and made, I should say, made from a black-owned studio.
0: Of course, of course, we 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 long overdue for that. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You know, we need we need to be, we, and it, it, at the very least, we need to have some type of structure that holds the current studios accountable, right. and will and will allow them to show us this shit, and <laughs> at least somebody from from a, a serious black, black perspective. Somebody that could police this stuff or catch this stuff early, mm-hmm. just like a lot of groups do, they can, you know, tell them before this shit even comes out, like, I don't know if that's going to work, you know? Yeah. And at least, you know, if they put it out and uh it does what it's supposed to do or not supposed to do, at least that somebody can say, hey, there's something in place Yeah. that could have prevented this insult, because a lot of this shit is borderline offensive. To, mm-hmm. to black audiences mm-hmm. but there's really no, no vanguard man for black people to catch this bullshit we, we just kind of sabotage ourselves in the process for instance what we were talking about with Nate Parker and birth of a nation you know I mean one of the biggest issues I got with Gabrielle Union as, a, as an actress is how she did that film you know during that time when he was um
1: yeah, I forgot about that. You know, on the
0: hook for whatever allegations he was facing that he was, you know, found not guilty of. Mm-hmm. You know, it was Gabrielle Union who starred in the film, who had a lot of shit to say yeah. <laughs> that derailed the movie. Yeah. You know, so stuff like that, man, would keep us from ever having a serious, credible involvement with telling our stories. And that's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that.
0: But yeah, man, you know, moving on from that. Yeah, but uh America Skin, that's definitely the one I'm gonna
1: catch next. Yeah, man. That that was very well done. Very well done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta definitely make that my business this week. Well, all right, man. Let's uh let's get into this feature. We got uh Malcolm and Marie directed by Sam Levison. Yes, Netflix film came out uh this year. As of now, uh, I think the movie came out yesterday, so. I think
1: so, no, Friday. Well, maybe
0: Friday. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't want to date the show too much, but, you know, it's <laughs> it's a recent release, a recent drop from Netflix, Malcolm and Marie, uh, came out this year, Sam Levinson directed. We're going to drop a trailer for that and come back with a review. No chase film society.
1: You are by far the most excruciating, difficult, stubbornly obnoxious woman I've ever met in my entire life. I fucking love you. Oh, he's so sensitive. He's romantic. Betty's sweet, right? Hey, hey, hey. Well, I mean, yeah. When he's not being an emotional fucking terrorist. Oh. <laughs> I love the way you see the world, Marie. mystery the unknown it's what supports the tension of a relationship you're angry no so what if factor marie. marie marie what if there's someone who loved them better uh, give me your pain give me your sorrow You know what, Malcolm? I feel like once you know someone is there for you and once you know they love you, you never actually think of them again. It's until you're about to lose someone that you finally pay attention Well, what is it, Marie? What do you want? Really? You want to go there? Yes. Okay. I
0: will carry you. I will carry you.
1: You want control. Because you can't imagine, the reason I'm with you is because I love you. Everything that you've been through, everything, that's what made you you. The girl that I love, the girl that I fuck with. I will dare you. All I wanted tonight was, thank you Malcolm, that is it. You know that I'm thankful, you know that I made a mistake, so why turn it into something more? Because about how you see this relationship. Look at me. I'm the last person standing. I don't care you. Hold on to me for dear life.
0: All right, Malcolm and Marie starring Zendaya and uh, the son of a gentleman we just gave a full-blown conversation to earlier. Denzel Washington's uh, son, John David Washington. This one, again, uh, is a Netflix film, came out this year, 2021. Direct, written and directed by Sam Leveson. Um And that's pretty much the extended cast. This is, this is pretty much a small COVID-related uh, yep. production. I think that's one of the biggest things about this movie that's noteworthy that this is one of the first movies of this scale you know a, a major scale that uh was produced in the in the COVID era so
1: yeah which was very interesting like um if I'm not mistaken they they kind of like did this a secret right
0: yeah yeah it was a pretty much an underground project
1: yeah I loved it I love that 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 uh they were able well, to go ahead and take
0: it, man. Break it down. yo. yo just go oh, no, your thoughts
1: on Go ahead and give your, your uh the synopsis of it.
0: No, that's it. Shit, not <laughs> much synopsis. It's uh <laughs> it's a couple, they're not they're not married. I, I thought they might have been married, but uh they're not a married couple. They're um it all takes place pretty much in one evening. Um john david washington's character malcolm is a film director zendaya is his girlfriend and the movie pretty much is about an hour or a little over an hour and 40 minutes of these two couples verbally abusing each other and emotionally uh, fucking with each other's heads and you know expressing all kinds of anger and dissatisfaction with each other with moments of tenderness and love making and shit. so it's a uh, uh romantic psychotic dramatic film uh which is i like it you know based on that but that's just just a little peek into my criticism that you know i like the fact that it, it has a lot of psychotic tones to it but um and then it was a very simple movie it almost kind of plays like a stage play you know yes. Yeah, it's um, it's not, it's not really a, a heavy movie to 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 take in, you know. Very lim- you know, pretty much one location, two characters, a whole lot of dialogue, some pretty long monologue scenes from both people, but you know, they they uh, they pull them off. You know, it's not nothing that's gonna that you're gonna remember when you when you when you leave the movie, right? But you know, it's um. It's a simple movie, man. It's a simple movie. It's good for times like this. So, take it from there, D. As far as your your thoughts on it, and I'll I'll pick up with a review.
1: Yeah, man. I I um. <sighs> this movie was um a roller coaster. It was it was a roller coaster. It was actually different. It was a different pace uh, uh, type of movie because of how they had to shoot it and um right. which I I actually found that a little refreshing um it, it felt old school and I actually this is actually something I've been um wanting to see happen with with movies again um the credits at the beginning of the film
0: that's old school
1: that's old school right. yeah. Yeah, it's it's not something we see anymore, and I, I I actually appreciate that because it it you know as as guys that work in the industry like getting that type of recognition where people like actually had to sit and, and read it mm-hmm. um, instead of just getting up and walking out, it it. it they just it just provides another uh element for the the production crew in general uh to to get their um to get their acknowledgement mm-hmm. uh so i that's that i i i really appreciate it but um them shooting this in black and white i thought was very intriguing mm-hmm. that that was very intriguing um because again that's not something we're we're used to like this was old school, up and down. Um, I don't think they shot this on film. It, it wasn't film, right?
0: I, I think it was. I think I saw something about Kodak okay. Um. in the credits, the end credits. Okay. I'm okay. not sure about that.
1: Though. Okay. Because I can see where some parts may have been shot in film, but I didn't know if, if it was all or some. Um there their was a
0: difference though not you mentioned i did see a difference
1: in the, in the in the, the
0: green i guess yeah, so that,
1: yeah 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 um their relationship bro I, that was so toxic as like that was toxic as hell bro like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's literally the only thing i could think of watching this movie right but, these two are amazing together. Right. Like I actually want to see more films with them together. Um, it slick kind of reminded me of what um I'm not sure if you if you've seen them together yet or not. Um Will Smith and Margot Robbie. Uh, I saw
0: them uh, in uh, the the these movie they did together. Yes, yeah.
1: yes. So the, the just it's like a natural chemistry, and it just kind yeah. of reminded me of that for some reason. Mm-hmm. um Zendaya I, and I haven't watched her show uh, Euphoria on HBO because I, I I I watched like the first episode mm-hmm. but it just it feels weird uh uh watching high schoolers in sexual uh situations so I'm kind of like that's one of those shows that if I do continue to watch, that's like one episode per month type of thing. Like I can't, it's it is it's so much to, to digest, and like it just feels weird having to watch it. So I don't even know if I'm gonna to continue to watch it or not, so but you don't I, have a stomach for
0: adolescent fucking. No. I got
1: you. No, I got you. because there's like Zendaya looks like she is that age, even though she's not, she can pass for that age high school, senior high school, going into college, she can pass for that. Right. And when she takes on that role, it, um, you know, you believe it. Now, mm-hmm. with this film, with her actually playing around her actual age, you believe it. And, like, I don't see her as that, as, as, as that character, or Other characters I've seen her portray before. um, That was good to see. That was real good to see. I, 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 because I didn't, I haven't watched Euphoria. I know a lot of people have talked about it, but because I haven't Mm -hmm. watched it, I haven't really been able to see the the different levels in her uh, acting. Um, And you got to see a wide spectrum that she can play. with just this character um john david washington is john david washington dude is he's killing it um and i i respect the hell out of it out of him for um how his career has gone where he's not trying to build off of the the um success of his dad but just make it on his own uh, merit um he, he's a phenomenal actor too like I, I just um, I, there's not much that I can say nothing more I can say about either one of them in terms of that but you could just believe the story like I I, I didn't know what to expect from this um going into it I just knew I wanted mm-hmm. to see it but for them to be in one house the entire film for it to just be them talking. It's it's a straight dialogue film. Like there is no
0: heavy on dialogue in this <laughs> one.
1: Heavy it's on dialogue. Very heavy. Um yeah. I I I it caught so much of my attention that it didn't even it didn't even matter that it was just <coughs> heavy dialogue. This was This was very well done. I would not mind seeing more films like this. But you could I, I could feel the 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 tug of being on either one of their sides the entire film. Like like Malcolm made a ton of sense with stuff he said. Marie made a ton of sense with what she said. And you could feel the the tug of war going on in the film. But um I don't know it's just In the end you cannot argue with a woman bro like in the end it, it, it you are not going to get anywhere arguing with a woman like as men we can, it's just it it makes no sense like <laughs> you can you can say your piece but in the end it's just like whatever <laughs> right. You know, and and that was on full display with this movie. I I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, that that was one aspect of the film that I, that I could feel heavy with um, it was just that 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 fight to be right um, mm-hmm. type of thing. Right. And right. again, they both made valid points with everything that they said. So it's not like either one of them were actually wrong, but in in the end, you can see Malcolm really messed up. <laughs> so I don't know, I don't wanna to say too much more, but I mean, just phenomenal job. Very well done, okay. very well done.
0: Um... Well, i would agree with you. The uh the first thing that's talking about the aesthetics of it. Very good choice. I like the choice, you know, but I, I like stuff like that. I like black and white film anyway. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think it's very ambitious and very uh risky to even to even at this stage in, in filmmaking, even mm-hmm. you know, with with the way the world's set up now. Um it's pretty risky to venture out into black and white filmmaking. So yeah. you know, I, I respect the filmmaker uh, Levison, which I'm not familiar with uh, much of his work. I, I just know that he is a um, creative on the show you just mentioned with Zendaya, uh, um, Euphoria. Euphoria. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know if he's an executive producer or something of that nature, but he's uh that's that's how they, they initially worked together. You know, was, okay. Was okay. Through that through that project, and this project came along because uh just to give a little backstory, uh, zendaya wanted to work you know she yeah. she felt like she wanted to exercise her craft she was um kind of bogged down by the whole epidemic mm-hmm. you know that we're on this so this was a project that she jumped on because she wanted to work and i can see why you know um i think that's just part of the reason why she did that personally i feel like this is a role that she saw Um, adulthood and you know something that that she can really be and kind of flex some maturity in, and that's one thing I did like about it I think she did show that she she's a grown-ass woman yes and I want to say that was the purpose uh, a major purpose of a film like this for her yeah and she and she served that but aesthetically oh you're right the black and white decisions Uh, I mean as far as the videography of it the cinematography rather of it, um, you know, all of it is 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 noteworthy. Very, very noteworthy stuff, you know. Yes, sir. A one stuff. So on that level, I, I love the film. My lightweight, what they did with it aesthetically. Uh talent wise, which, you know, you know, was very light on talent, obviously. That was a big decision, which I you know, and that, of course that decision was partly due of course to the uh to the COVID-19 situation as well. They, they mm-hmm. kept everything distanced from what they said and, and limited, obviously, up the cast. And I like the fact they worked that out well. Mm-hmm. Um, you really weren't bored watching these two. I will say that they kept a lot going on for you to look at, even mm-hmm. down to, you know, Zendaya. Um, you know, she was, you saw a lot more than, than what you normally have seen over the years in this one. <laughs> you know, I'll say it like that. And um, you know, of course, I didn't have an issue with it. I I I, I yeah. thought it was. But you know, it's funny because one of the things that came up in this movie was the age difference. I don't know if you if you uh, got part of that conversation, Mm-mm. but apparently there's been a a few people that that started a conversation that because they're, they're naturally twelve years apart um in natural age
1: 12
0: 12 years apart yeah okay and some people thought there was some um inappropriateness i guess of this child star who's fully a grown-ass woman at this stage in her life
1: yeah
0: but she's a child star and how appropriate it was for her to be on screen in such sexual positions with a man 12 years or senior even though both people are, are fully grown it just shows you the bullshit and and this the the, the silly shit that that people can be on sometimes because yeah. this is a world that will tell you that it's okay for a man to put on a dress as a transgender and go in the bathroom you know with you know a, a another little girl in there some people have issues with that and you get fiercely criticized but a grown woman can't have a heterosexual relationship with a man 12 years or senior without these odd conversations popping up
1: so she's 24 years old right what is the issue
0: i mean that's that's a, that's a question for somebody out didn't ask i don't know like,
1: i i don't get that she's 24 years old so he's 36 of course I see. See, and this this is why I think she she like you you said earlier. This is why she took on this project so she can get out of that Disney, um, mold in terms mm-hmm. of of the of the look, and because that's gonna that's like as as much as great as Disney is for a, a child's uh, career, it can really hurt them to move on to be able to do. To take on bigger roles and 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 yeah,
0: we we got we got a lot of evidence for that shit. (laughs) Go on YouTube or just Google you Disney stars.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, And and because of that, like, I think only a handful have really been able to do that and actually grow their 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 uh careers. Like, um was the name Justin Timberlake was on uh, what's it called um Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or something like that I think Mouse Club
0: yeah yeah so M- Aguilera Britney Spears
1: Spears yeah so mm-hmm. I, I I don't think that it really hurt them because they went into the music industry but because Zendaya is an actor uh um um was a uh, Shia LaBeouf? That was another one. Um, in terms of being able to break out of that, um, it's harder to get onto this track. So I, I'm glad she did this because it—I wasn't looking at a Disney star; I was looking at an actor, right? Who who can kill it? Which I think that's also another reason why she took on Euphoria um, to just make break that mold. I appreciate her for doing this because this, this film, um, made me look at her as, as a grown woman, not, Mm -hmm. not a Disney child star, none of that. I didn't even think of that watching this. I'm literally thinking about the film, watching her performance, watching his performance and seeing their natural chemistry. To the point where I'm like I'm I'm completely engrossed into the film.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the the plot of it and what what you thought about you know some of the situations in the movie. So right, we got John David Washington uh, played by uh, played Malcolm. He's a filmmaker. The film, the film starts with them coming home, and we obviously see that um, Marie who was in there is visibly aggravated yeah. you know she she's you know a little detached from Malcolm this is supposed to be a big evening for him because he um is uh he just premiered a film his right. latest film that uh that he feels you know was well received but she is fucked up and you know upset despondent over the situation because he didn't thank her you know, he he neglected to thank her during his uh, acknowledgement of all the people who he wanted to acknowledge for the success of his film. Um, what do you think about that? You know, do you think that's an issue that typically uh, men deal with, with situations like that, you know, okay. that when we don't properly acknowledge our women? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: Most definitely. So he, he he pretty much earned up. <laughs> yeah. 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 He he uh he deserved it too. Um because there's no way you can get up there and thank everyone. I can see if you don't thank anyone at all. And it's just like, you know, whatever. But if you're up there going down a list of people to thank and don't thank your woman, oh my god, bro. Like, even if you don't say her name, just acknowledge her being in the room, and 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 you know all that stuff. Like, that's that's that that'd be it. But yeah, I, I think we're all guilty of not acknowledging our women at some point, point. and it's probably when when things get you're so comfortable with that person that you somewhat take take them for granted. Um, which was something that she actually acknowledged in this film. Um mm-hmm. uh of him just, you know, you, you don't you don't appreciate what you have until it's it's almost gone. And I think that's that's definitely something that we can tend to do as men, is not appreciate our women. Um so yeah, he deserved that <laughs> wholeheartedly from the jump. I I, I, I was sitting I'm like, oh yeah, that's exactly, that's why she's mad. Yeah, bro, you done. I don't care what kind of night you had, like what, yeah. what big thing you did, it's, that's it, that's it for you. That's it for you, you're not getting any sleep. I can
0: agree with that, <laughs> yeah. I can agree with that. I think she was determined not to forgive him, you know, throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Um, she really wanted to be mad, and that's another uh, issue that you're going to find. I believe a situation like that with women is that when they determine they're going to be upset about something. You know, it's it's kind of what it is.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> you
0: know. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. You know, I, I think this was a good. This was this was a a pretty good expression of of, of the, the male female dynamic. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but, particularly the black male female dynamic, even though they're race wasn't really too heavily addressed in this movie. I mean, I guess in a way you could say it was, you know, um, I think that it was really more so a, a hit at criticism, film criticism um, more than anything, you know, a lot of this was particularly from uh, Malcolm's character, you know, a, a, a lot of the frustration that he, the most frustration, I should say, mm-hmm. or the most emotion that he displayed in this movie was in reference to a review. The re- yes. review on his movie so his career definitely um from what we get from this story occupied a lot of his passion really more passion than his relationship yeah you know he had more passion for his career than his relationship which is why he forgot to thank her right um that's something but see watching this and then maybe and maybe that's why the movie ended the way it ended Because I think she realized that, you know, Marie realized that this motherfucker doesn't give a fuck about me, you know what I mean, Um, to the extent that I thought he did, or maybe he should. Like, she accepted that this man didn't really love her or didn't care about her um, in a certain type of way. I can't say that she really loved him like that either. You know, I can't say that's something that that she displayed. Like, I didn't read her as a woman that was madly in love
1: i disagree i I didn't see i so think about this
0: i think she would i I, well let me just say it like this maybe just be uh honest in my criticism i
1: believe
0: that the movie shows you two people right Mm -hmm. who were very toxic for each other
1: Mm
0: -hmm. now the question is what in them what was going on in these people that made them toxic for each other what is is something in these motherfuckers that's <laughs> that's making this 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 clash it's creating this conflict right mm-hmm. from my vantage point the problem that rested in malcolm was he was totally dedicated to his career all of his passion all of his emotion everything that was really of any substance of him was invested in his filmmaking that's that was his woman that's where his his love and real, real intense interest was right. Where for Marie, um, I believe that her real intense interest or her real intense disappointment, I should say, was deeper than him, not just acknowledging her. And a thank you, but it ultimately was the fact he didn't cast her for the movie. He didn't advance her career. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think he was very legitimate uh, because that, that pretty much was acknowledging the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that once all of the love making kind of was was calm, but they had got they had moments where they were fighting and intense with each other and there were moments where they wanted to fuck each other, right? Yeah. In these moments where they wanted to fuck each other, you know what I mean? When those moments were calmed down, it's almost like you would see scenes of Zendaya kind of coming back to some type of reality or coming back to some type of realization that, you know, this motherfucker just did not choose me he's not choosing me even though he's about to fuck me even though we got physical attraction or whatever this dude has is not choosing me and i think that's where her brokenness in that relationship came from however i don't think she's innocent because i do believe that she felt like she wanted or she deserved an opportunity for him to essentially advance her career. Yeah. She, she wanted her career advanced by him he didn't do it for sure. And him, on the other hand, you know, um, he wanted somebody to save, you know, and he did, in fact, utilize her, his life, her life, for inspiration for his career. So there's this portrayal that these motherfuckers was looking at with each other, so to speak. Well, uh-huh. from her end, there was a portrayal. And from, from his end, I mean, from from his dialogue and from when he was berating her, it's almost as if he felt like she owed him because he saved her. You know?
1: Yeah. Like yeah. there
0: was a salvation that he gave her and he low key felt like she was ungrateful. So there's a lot of toxic the word you use was was the perfect word for this shit. Toxic. Yeah. The both of them were very toxic for each other.
1: Yeah, I, I think they were, but I think I think there was deep, genuine love there on both both sides. So think about this. She's livid pissed off coming in right and the first thing she does is go into the kitchen after she uses the bathroom she goes into the kitchen and makes him food like as pissed off as she was with him she still made, and, and of course, it's just Kraft macaroni and he cheese. He made an instant macaroni and I it, cheese. I get it, I get it. But, but <laughs> she still did something for him. It's not, it's, it's not even that it was just Kraft macaroni and cheese. It's that she she took the time to still stand there in the kitchen and make it while being pissed off with him for feeling like he took advantage of her. And, and uh, to make the film, not being grateful for her story to cast her into the, into the role like that that's not just someone that just doesn't love someone that's someone that is that genuinely does love her I mean love him but the, it, it's also it is also a toxic relationship in general so. And on his end, like, and that's just one act on her on her side, right? But on his end, they talked about how she she stepped out and and, and slept around with someone, and he still he was there for her through that. He was there to help uh, 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 get her into rehab and through that whole process of rehab, um, and help her help her rebuild her life and 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 that's that's another act of love right like it's not just whether whether it was out of a selfish partial selfishness for, for for material which he acknowledged that there was some part of that but he had a script written before they even met right so it's not like he didn't have this idea already down but the character he he did base a portion of the character on her at the end where she can't accept love right like so his and she she said in the in the movie uh, uh, that um his way to ex- express his emotion is through his film like through his work he he's not like a guy that will show emotion every day, but the emotion, the, the, the way he feels about you is in his work. So I think that there was genuine love on both sides. It's just that they're, they, you know how they say opposites attract. I think they're just, they're too much alike to, to, um, to have that, that click it's almost like uh, uh, magnets that are the same. um, uh, What's the word polarization or whatever, Mm. um, where they they repel each other. And I think that that toxicity is that portion of that, that that thing that repels them from each other, like, they're still attracted to each other, but there's only so They they can only get so close to each other, and and I don't know. I just I think that there's something there. I think I I think they of course they do love each other, but it's you can tell it can't. There's it's only so much that can work with it.
0: Yeah, see that's where I break with you. I I don't think that there was really a lot of love to be discussed with these two. Um, I think. Love to me, in in my judgment, mm-hmm. would have been for her to take that insult, uh, demand some type of explanation for it, as as she did, even though she was really attempting to be passive aggressive about it, you know. But love in a situation like that looks like somebody that would take an insult like that, demand some type of answer for it, but eventually make moves to forgive you for it and would have lived that moment with him. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's simply what love would have did, in my judgment. Love for her would have took, would, took, you know, acknowledged what it was, you know, because he was wrong for that, mm-hmm. acknowledged what it was, but eventually would have celebrated that moment with him and that shit would have been a done deal, you know? Even with the mac and cheese, though, if I remember correctly, I'm gonna have to watch it again if we're uh, determined, but. If I remember right, when she made the magazine, she, she even kind of said, "Well, you're getting this shit because I'm pissed. Because this is what you deserve. Like, you know, like <laughs> I, I don't really give a fuck about you to really give, give you too much more than this. You know, at least that's what I assume. I think I heard in the dialogue with that. that that could I could I could have mixed mixed that up with something. Yeah. And my point you is, yourself. um, my point is ultimately though that I, I feel what you're saying that that there was a toxic love there that whatever love they had was toxic, but it was love nonetheless. I get that point, Mm -hmm. but my angle would be, no, there was some selfish ambition that they both had tied into each other. For sure. And I think that's eventually what blew them up. You know, what, what caused the blow up is that she watched this man get all these accolades and get all this acknowledgement, even, even to the point where, you know she said something to the extent that she um was on somebody else's arm, or whatever like she was attempting to make him jealous, basically and she she was even attempting to to distract him from that night to make him jealous. and it didn't work. he's that he was that he's that caught up in himself. which is really not himself. I think that was a little bit of a hit to say he was totally caught up in himself. He's really more so caught up in his ambition. He's a black man that was caught up in his ambition as a filmmaker, and that ambition pretty much overshadowed his devotion and love for her, or what should have been devotion and love for her. He didn't, he, he just didn't have it. And that reality, when it hit her, pressed pissed her the fuck off, and through all of this, you get a movie where pretty much they're trying to hurt each other. You figure out who can hurt each other the worst, you know what right. I'm saying? Which is, which is the shit that happens when there's no love, you know? there's really no real love there
1: yes it was it was almost like a pissing contest like who could hurt each other the most or the deepest
0: um this movie ironically is has been compared to uh a movie that i think we discussed it didn't we discuss mary's story with uh scarlett johansson and uh i don't adam i think his name is adam
1: adam driver driver
0: yeah I think we discussed that movie on here. I'm not sure y'all will know better I than think, we do.
1: I think we, I think we brushed up on That's it. It's also never... a
0: Netflix movie. We might, have, we, we probably discussed it in the past. Yeah, I never.
1: If we didn't watched give
0: it, it a full conversation. I watched but, the first um,
1: twenty minutes of it, but I didn't. I got to, I got to watch it again cause I do. Well, watch for
0: some it. reason, people are comparing this movie to that. One, you okay. know. Okay. But I, I don't see it as more of a comparison to that movie. Um, I see it more of in the vein of a movie that um, I actually like. It's an old movie called uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? It's an old uh, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton movie that that also started out as a stage play. But in that I mean, they're not, these two movies are not that much related, all right? Mm -hmm. But there's one... uh, there's one element of "Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf?" in this particular movie, Malcolm and Marie, that I noticed, and that's there's this, this, um, it's almost like this game, because there's literally a game that uh, in Virginia Woolf, there's literally a game these this couple plays with each other, and part of that game is who can pretty much belittle and 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 uh, just berate each other, you know, to the to the hardest and to the worst extent, you know. But in the, in that particular movie, you, you kind of, it's it's a little bit longer than this one. So you get a little bit more, you know, of ability to see the shit play out. But you actually do see that shit was rooted in love. The fact that these two uh, people in this particular movie, Virginia Woolf, were just horrible to each other and talking to each other like shit, you still saw there was a love element in there, ultimately. It was sick, fucked up shit, yeah. you know? <laughs> but it was still an element of devotion that they had to each other. And that's how they showed it. This one really wasn't like that, but there was that element where they were pretty much uh, verbally trying to ruin each other and tear each other apart. But the difference in, in the two is that with Malcolm and Marie, they showed this particular black couple where there was really a toxic nature from the beginning, that there was really nothing there to hold them in the beginning. I mean, and I really saw it was in their character. You know, what I mean, even when she came down and kind of questioning, or, or not necessarily say questioning him, but uh, poking at him, but about the sexuality in their relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people would interpret that as love. I, I get it. All right, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. You know, I look at that as just two people who were fucking with each other for their own personal reasons. They might have liked each other. They might have like screwing each other. You know, all that type of shit comes with that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to some serious shit, they can't survive. It. You know,
1: let me it's ask you these
0: two people weren't married. This was this was not a married couple we're talking about.
1: Right, right. Let let me ask you this. Do you yeah. think it's very possible that Marie uh could have been bipolar? Um
0: it's funny you say that. I, I don't know. But you know what's crazy is that most actors uh do have that 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 mental uh that little mental issue they deal with a lot of actors do deal mm-hmm. with that from my experience of dealing with actors yeah um I don't, but I don't know that's a good question i definitely saw her as an addict
1: i saw her as an addict for sure but I, like yeah. so and I, i'm trying to say this in a more tactful way but the way she flipped so many times, um, it kind of gave me that dual personality type of vibe, and that that's what's making me that's what's making me ask that if she would, if you thought she may have been uh, bipolar because um, you remember that scene they were they were they were, like, about to have sex and he said, I just need to use the bathroom, just hold on real quick. And oh. she's all smiling and everything like that. And, and that's
0: then, the scene that he asked her, when well, she asked him about why he didn't get he casted.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you can see, like, when he got up, they did this, They 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 stayed with her. And it was like, the shot was just, like, it was just stuck on her. And you could, you could see like this flip in her eyes to where she just kind of she was like staring off into the distance like like she was absent minded. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she started tearing up and and it was just weird.
0: I didn't read that as a bipolar uh situation or a bipolar episode i read that as a realization you know i think that uh-huh. she came to a realization at that moment that this dude does not take me serious uh in in regards to his ambition or his career or his vision right. as an artist right right you know and i'm i would never measure up to that i think that's when she kind of realized that that okay. all we have is is what we what we have right here, which is physical.
1: Right.
0: You know. And right. that was her problem the whole fucking night though. That's yeah. the thing. Like she realized that shit when she sat there. Because remember when, when uh he was like, you know, he he acknowledged it right away. Even when he sat down, that was an issue from the time he did that shit. When he sat down and he was like, you know, I apologize, whoopee woo. And she blew it off. And he was like, well shit, we were cool <laughs> the whole night when I but I mean, that's 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 I mean, that's a that's a real brother moment. That's what yeah. brothers deal with with our women, like you know. And this, but, but what she said after that was also very real to women, like motherfucker, I changed my mind, and it's just that easy for me to change my mind. Yeah,
1: you know, yeah, like
0: yeah. that's that's a real dynamic that exists within relationships. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that what she tells you one day, and that shit do what may happen the next day, and you just gotta move with that. You can't you can't convict her. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't penalize her for that. Like, motherfucker, it is what it is. And that's what, and she, and she came to him like that. Like, yeah, well, you know, yeah, I, I changed my mind. I've got a problem with that shit. And I gonna have a problem with that shit all night, and she did, you yeah. know? And, with, and that's, I think that's what you were, were trying to call, might have been her bipolar uh, expression. No, I think that she just would have moments where she would fuck with him and would want to rock with him on a certain level. But her reality would kick in and be like, you know, this dude don't give fuck about, about me when it comes to what really counts, you know. Right. But at the same time, I can't really feel sorry for her because, in a roundabout way, even though, she, and I think her character says it, she had more class with how she was gonna cut his ass up and oh, how she was yeah. chopping him up and shit. Mm-hmm. She had a little bit of cold to her shit. Where this yeah. motherfucker was just a goofy, you know what I mean? He was just. You know, and I got me some good bitches and I had this and I, you know, that, that, and that was lame. That was lame as You know what I mean? And so I I, I filled her in that. I like, I liked her position in that. Yeah. Because from what she said, this was a, a dude who came from a two-parent home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you come from a relatively educated, square background, mm-hmm. but yet yeah, you've been given a position to represent a certain type of Black experience. And yeah. that ain't true. And she ain't not respect him for that. Well, sure she had.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. You know, so I'm realizing oh, this
0: damn movie, I didn't even see, you know, watching it by talking to you about it. <laughs> but, you know, she, Um, I think that she was the most, uh, of the two of them, she was the more authentic of the two when right. it came to who she really was. You know, she accepted that she was an addict. She accepted she was a hoe, you know, or she was doing some homework, could call her a hoe. But she did a little on, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, she, but she accepted that. She accepted that about herself. And that was to be respected about her, where as opposed to Malcolm's character, he was more of a created person. Mm-hmm. And you can see by the rage that he expressed, or I guess you could call it a rage or frustration or whatever it was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When the white a critic didn't give him the review that he thought he should have he lost his shit oh and by watching him by watching him do that you could just see that she was i, I was like damn She, I, i'm thinking she was laughing mm-hmm. and then i realized damn she's not laughing with him she's damn she's actually laughing at him at mm-hmm. this point mm-hmm. yeah it was all right man because you you watched it. her respect level and her admiration whatever she has you know it shifted at that point so I just feel like the, the two of them that came to this relationship with some very uh, questionable motives, mm-hmm. and when both of them got pushed back on those motives, it, it caused a break. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wanted a woman that was going to kiss his ass to some extent and show some level of uh, gratitude to him for quote-unquote saving her or get introduced her to rehab or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she ultimately didn't respect that. You know, that that wasn't something that she respected. She might have appreciated it at some point in her life, but at that moment in which we meet them in this movie, she has come to realize this isn't the dude I thought he was.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know what scene stuck out to me the most? She, um, when well, she grabbed that knife and her dialogue in that in that scene and and her movement we didn't get to see the film itself or any part of it but that that lets you know she should she definitely she was correct. Like she he had he had nothing else to say after that point about like
0: authenticity.
1: Authenticity, yeah. Right like he had nothing else to say in 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 reasons why he didn't cast her. Like it was it was is obviously that he should have casted her because she she did a phenomenal job in that point.
0: But that, that well, we can, you know, that 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 sparks debate, because as a director and a filmmaker or a writer, or whatever he was he's whether well, well within his rights to casually for his movie, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm.
0: So in that respect, I, I get, you know, I get his position, but at the same time. If you're basing, well, he said he he really wasn't. That's debatable as well. How much? I mean, we don't really know much about the movie or anything like that. Obviously,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but um, she she her position being that, well, motherfucker, if you base your film or your work off my life, then I should have been given that respect to at least have been considered right. for for it. Um, so it just it just I mean that what would make this one of those movies, man, like. It depends on what side you want to stand on. Both of them, like you said earlier, have valid platforms. You know, valid perspectives, mm-hmm. valid disagreements with each other. Um, I can pick both side though, as how neither one of them are victims in this. So, neither one of them the victims.
1: Oh, not at all. I don't. I don't see them as victims either. You know. Yeah.
0: Like they walked into this shit willingly.
1: Yeah, and they stayed willingly.
0: <laughs> right. Well, you know. I, I think the end. You know, is you're left to believe uh what what their future is um i think that she got the fuck up out of there honestly
1: i think so too
0: uh (laughs) that 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 next morning
1: but you know
0: i like the fact they left that open you know it was a open ending type of situation so it was definitely good very good filmmaking um
1: the, the framing of that that scene that final scene was very interesting to me did you pick did you did you think that was interesting?
0: Well yeah, I mean I, I think that the if you want to get uh metaphorical about the shit,
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying?
0: Um everything from that point for the most part happened inside that house, right? Yes, yeah. All that shit happened in for the for the most part inside that house or you know, the patio or whatever. But you know, most of that situation transpired in inside where he when he woke up, you know, she was not there anymore. She wasn't in that house no more. He had mm-hmm. to go outside the home and find her. That happened a couple times, if you remember yeah. in that movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That that's basically, you know, basis you know, I believe um uh the image is suggesting that 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 she left. That that's 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 what she's wanted to do. That's also what she was trying to do is leave. That's the decision that she already made when she got on is that I'm out of here, you know? Right. But that it's all, it's going to, but this it's always going to be him pursuing her. And you saw a lot of that. And I think that that's also another um, narrative that you can get from this movie or another side narrative or unspoken narrative is that it's always the man, you know, that has to pursue that correction.
1: Oh, for sure
0: and maybe that needs to stop a little bit <laughs> you know what i mean maybe maybe there needs to be some balance on that shit because that that's a that's really part of the issue with, with manhood particularly black masculinity is that it's it's too much of us doing the pursuing it's too much of us looking to correct the shit and rectify the shit. and there's not enough of that coming back in return you know women are going to have to learn that they have mistakes and they have shortcomings. They bring to relationships, and we are gonna have to meet in the middle at some point and correct mm-hmm. the shit together. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Now there's also going to be a point where you're gonna have to let a man be a man, and actually lead, which is another conversation altogether. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> it cannot constantly be uh manhood pursuing the the interests of a woman, pursuing and pursuing, doing the pursuing. I understand that by nature, that's the way it is, and it should be that way when it comes to certain things, particularly in the beginning. Right. But that cannot be the entire nature of a relationship between man and woman, where man is doing all the pursuing or doing the, the "let me make this right, baby" type of shit. You know what I'm saying? like yeah, that yeah. has to that, that that narrative
1: has to change. All right, it and that point from that
0: "baby like, please, baby please" type of shit got to stop. You know they they. <laughs> That's not the. That's not the. That's not the uh, solution. All the time, you know. Yeah. And I think this movie very subtly, kind of portrayed that, and i or, or, or gave you a. And I think that was very intentional. And, and this is what I got from the film. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just me. Is that I, I feel that it it showed how men can tend to set these fires or do whatever these, uh, make whatever, make whatever initiative they're going to make. But when shit go left, it's normally men, in this case, in this movie, who's looking for her, he's searching for her, chasing after her, mm-hmm. you know. And I believe that the, at the end of this story, he, that kind of is going to be their relationship after this movie, you know, in some fashion. Wherever she goes, he's going to be following after her. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's,
1: there's, there's, there's no question about that. Um, I also, so I think that the way that they framed that last, the last uh, shot, did you did you see the beams in the windows? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. It 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 kind of. It was weird because, of the fact that she was she was in the center of the of the middle uh, window pane, mm-hmm. but when she when he walked up, he kind of like stood. He was off center he wasn't he wasn't as close to her to being the center of that window pane he was more closer to to in the in the shot itself uh a skinnier uh uh window um uh, mm-hmm. that kind of like shows how narrow-minded he is like mm-hmm. it, it kind of it, it it it's just very interesting that it's sh- like that's that beam was was skinny and the one closer to her was was broader. Like she's his support. Like,
0: well, there he showed the support, but I see what you see.
1: Yeah, like that's that's just how it looked to me in terms of yeah. how he framed it, um. And and kind of goes into what you were just talking about. How like he's always going to be chasing after her. Like mm-hmm. like she look he wouldn't have the type of career or i can't even say career because i think this is like his first film but um he wouldn't have had the type of success that he did without her like and and i think i think yeah a lot of the a lot of that um the character uh in the film um that he wrote was based on a lot of his his experiences themselves, but the way that that the, in the movie was said to be to, to end was based on her, and you don't have that you don't have that uh uh that closer without her. So it's like that's that was the support. Well, she the- was
0: okay. She was okay with the movie or the film being based on her life, at least for what she perceived. Right. to be based on her life because you know how true it was on how it wasn't based on her life totally from his vantage point I don't know you left to interpret that yeah um because he did say that no all this shit wasn't based on you it was for the chicks I fuck with <laughs> <laughs> or whatever yeah it.
1: and that that was a big mistake
0: right Not- but that <laughs> might have been bullshit I don't know <laughs> that, you know I'm kind I'm of inclined to believe that could have been bullshit
1: it could have been but you don't say that to your woman you don't yeah. go down down the list of who you slept with, how how many ways you slept with them. But well, well,
0: like he said, they were, they both took the gloves off, you know. They but did, but that did. goes to your earlier point. You know, you shouldn't even get to that point with a woman. It's not even worth it at it's that all. Uh, like a man of my caliber, I, I, that would uh, that movie would have probably been about fifteen minutes, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> roughly. So I, I I get you. I agree with the first thing you say is that overall you don't classroom women on that level. Yeah. But this is a dude that that had, like you said, uh, some serious shit invested in her. A lot of it was based on his career, yeah. his, his his muse, so to speak, his creative his his creative uh, whole his whole creative drive and, and whole creative output. For particularly that movie was inspired by her life at least at least that's what she let what she was led to believe right for most of this movie right um she was okay with that i think what she wasn't okay with was the insult to injury or the injury to the insult rather by not getting properly acknowledged when it right. came to be thanked but then we ought to question how deep that goes because <laughs> later on we wanted she wants to know why she wasn't casting the goddamn movie altogether
1: Right, right, right. You know
0: what I mean? So there's a lot of shit going on in this girl.
1: Yeah. As, yeah.
0: And, and and none of it I see is really love for him. I see it as things she wanted from the relationship that he failed to give her. that he probably should have gave her. Yeah. You know, again, there's no side to really take flat, you know, hardcore if either one of them. If I was a neighbor listening to that shit overnight, like eavesdropping on this shit, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even know what side to take
1: yeah it's one Honestly. of those things where you just kind of had to sit back and just be like hey it is what it is but it apologize was a good movie man right? and move on
0: <laughs> it was a good movie to, yeah. to really kind of put some simplistic shit on it um i think sam leveson did a good job i do not see a problem with the age difference that existed between them i think that was a very real dynamic yeah between the two of them. and people need to ease up because i think there might be some european criticism that's coming but you know. Okay. That's how we rock over here in the black community, you know. Uh, <laughs> as long as there's not no children and shit involved, you know.
1: Yeah. You know, there's. Oh, there's Kelly type thing. Exactly.
0: We're not with that shit. Yeah. You know, we're not with that shit. But, you know, grown
1: people do what grown people do over here. Yeah.
0: You know, over 21, 22 years old, shit, you can't tell me.
1: As long as it's consensual, <laughs> there's nothing at that point that you can say about it.
0: You know, but it's it, 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 it seems to be taboo. You know, it seems to be see taboo. And, I
1: don't see how, because I mean, have we not seen? But I'm glad that they
0: booked that. Neither one of them uh capitulated that shit,
1: and they they you shouldn't. Know. They shouldn't even acknowledge right any of that type of criticism, because we we've seen we've seen plenty of examples of of white people that have a huge age gap mm-hmm. that are in relationships. I mean, bigger than 12 years. <laughs> so. Twelve years is 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 a cakewalk. Like so I, I think they, they
0: put like, us on standards that they themselves don't they don't they don't they don't even exist with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that just comes with what we talked about earlier. We gotta tell our own stories, you know, irregardless to what dominant society had to say about that. Yeah. you know. Yeah. We have to control our own narratives. At this point, you know, I'm willing to say just cut them out the, the shit altogether.
1: Hey, man. I mean, based on how technology is now, um, where there really are no gatekeepers, it's literally just about the audience and how they're able to uh, uh, support a specific project. I think it's a lot easier to do it now than it was 10, 15 years ago. Right. Because, again, there are no gatekeepers at this point. We're all on the same level. Because of technology, um, real talk, and, and and if you're into filmmaking, tell your story. Why not? Why not? Uh, like, I think it's beneficial to do it, to do it like that. And if if you know, like, if we wanted to tell a story of a, of a Native American, we would have to go and talk to them and and exactly get their permission on on it and exactly have them involved in how to tell that story that should be the exact same way that this is done it should not be that that we're we're second or not even second we're the the, the last thought in terms of consideration um for how this affects us and how we look in it so yeah i completely agree i completely agree sure. we should we should be in charge of our own stories and it's long overdue, man. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes it's long make sense. overdue. Yeah.
0: At the very least, we need to have some some type of uh, council or something that's designated to deal with these white folks before they tell our story.
1: Hey, man. to look over their shoulder
0: while they're telling our story. I mean, at the very least, we should be doing that.
1: If the NAACP was doing what they were supposed to be doing, oh, they fuck would be them. that. I mean, I, if they were doing what they were supposed to be doing... They they would have a presence in that room to be able to command that that type of uh, um, yeah. order in how that's done. You know, like that's that's how it should be done. But since since that's not the case, we do it on our
0: own. Mm-hmm. Tell ACP look- uh, I think is only master fundraising at this point. That's the only yeah. relevance they have. Yeah, yeah. It's fundraising. Yeah. You know, and, and so we'll. That's another show altogether. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, man, you know, Malcolm and Marie, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. I do recommend it. Uh, it's a grown folk movie though. Oh know? yeah. Oh it's yeah. It's a grown people's sure. movie and we need more like this. You know, I like, I like drama. That's, that's my genre of preference. Yeah. I like drama. I like black dramas, particularly. Um, I like, uh, romantic dramas or, or relationship dramas or I, I, I like drama. This definitely represented a uh, good dramatic expression on mm-hmm. screen mm-hmm. from two dynamic black talents. Uh, now this one, Zendaya uh and John David Washington actually did that producing weight, you know. So um yeah, you know, it's good to see them having having a little influence behind the camera on this one. Very and awesome. uh it, it showed, you know, it showed. It Very showed, awesome. man. This this yeah. was. Whatever effort they put in, man, it was definitely well served. Again, um, Zendaya a role like you probably never. I I don't really know Zendaya as an actress, to be honest with you. To be honest, I I don't. I didn't fuck with the the Disney shit Mm -hmm. um, on a regular basis. I only know that in passing from when my uh, when my kid might have watched it. Yeah, and um, I haven't really seen her in. In. in I know she was in Spider Man and. She was yeah. in a couple of other major motion pictures that I haven't really saw. So this is my real first, really my first time just taking in her work, you know what I mean, and yeah. observing yeah. her as an actress. And this is the movie a grown man should be introduced to. <laughs> you sure. know what I mean? For sure. As I, as I, can see, I can see I why she went on the road like this. Now I'm going <laughs> to say this, all right? This, this is <laughs> about John David. Mm. And I'm, I'm wrapping up my my criticism on this i don't dislike him as an actor all right mm-hmm. A matter of fact i, I think he has a, he has a he has a real talent as an actor i think he has i think potential right this is is running over in this dude right
1: mm-hmm.
0: my only thing is this brother's gonna have to get some type of uh vocal coach some type of some, some type of vocal uh, restructuring uh, <laughs> lessons or something. He cannot continue to go from film to film with these dialects that resemble his dad. <laughs> it's extremely distracting to a film. Yeah, I've yeah. I, i I've seen his brother in three films. It's the third film I've seen him in. I saw him in uh, his debut, his big major debut with Spike, the Black clothesman I watched what I could understand of that fucking tenant shit. I watched which is a movie I didn't see in the cold. I think we might have talked about that already. I, still I don't haven't, know.
1: I still haven't watched it. I
0: would watched it, but don't know what the fuck I watched. But you know what <laughs> I mean? I watched it, and I know whatever the fuck I heard was mainly Denzel Washington in that movie as well. All right? And the, the shit is what he is. That's his dad, so that's his voice. I get it. Yeah. But that is going to be a problem. <laughs> that is going to be a problem, man. I'm telling you, for roles and... For certain type of uh, characters, he's gonna have to translate. I'll just say it like that. The fact that there's almost an indistinguishable <laughs> uh, uh, difference between the most iconic fucking actor in the world and John David Washington—that's gonna be an issue. I'm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm in the minority on that. I don't know. I don't I- know, but.
1: I think I think somewhat you are. Um, I was introduced to him through um Ballers, the show on HBO. And I didn't even realize that's who that was for like two seasons. He he didn't sound like Denzel to me. Like I in the show, he didn't sound like Denzel. I for a while. And then once I, I realized that's who he was, I started paying closer attention to his to his speech, and I could hear it every every once in a while. But for some reason, on that show, you don't really hear it like that. But it was. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe he did some shit
0: that I'm talking about. Maybe there was an effort to. I don't know. I didn't watch both, so I, I can't say. The I can't of say. His
1: career, he 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 didn't acknowledge that he was his dad's son at all. I think he even went by a different name for a little while just to, like, in auditions so that he could get roles on his own merit and not on the back of his father's father, which I respect. I like people didn't realize for a long time that that's who that was.
0: Uh, all right. Well, look, man, I, I've, I've been listening to Denzel Washington on screen.
1: I know. For <laughs> 30 plus <laughs> fucking
0: years. All right. I know Denzel Washington's voice from right here. That nigga sounds like Denzel Washington.
1: He sounds all right. Like he sounds deep. like Denzel
0: when he's yelling. He yeah. sounds like Denzel when he's chilling. <laughs> I hear Denzel Washington with this dude, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. You
0: know, yeah. And, and listen, it's possible to 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 finesse and change it up. Al Pacino did it, yeah. right? Yeah. Al Pacino in in the seventies. The Godfather Al Pacino, you know, is not the same Al Pacino you get in the '80s and now to the '90s and right now. You know what I mean? All that graggly shit, right? You're getting out, all that shit you're getting off from Al Pacino. That's not natural Al Pacino. All right, that's some right. shit he had. He had to adopt right. because he's a real little guy. You know what I mean? And he sounded like a little guy. You know, in the '70s. Mm-hmm. And I think that even he understood that if I'm going to have a commanding presence on screen, or have any type of presence other than some pipsqueak shit on screen, on screen, <laughs> I'm going to have to adjust my my vocal reflections. Yeah. To to translate something different. Yeah. So I just kind of think that that's not, and that's not his problem. That's not John David's problem. Let me give you an example.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of
0: yeah. that how it could be done.
1: Yeah.
0: But um, as far as John David, I just feel like man to do he, he's. he's I'm sure he is a good actor. How can you not be a good actor? When you sound like this greatest fucking actor in the world. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, just, I'm associating him with his dad.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It would be very. I don't even know big. if that's a criticism or not. I don't even know. That that is that a
0: compliment? I don't fucking know. That's, I that's... think
1: it's both. I think it's both. <laughs> like
0: I mean, to I, I'm not trying to be a. Bit. It's not intended to be a diss. I do know right.
1: that. Right, right. It's definitely
0: intended to be a diss.
1: For sure. I know I, I agree with you. I think that it would serve him well to work on that for sure. Um I think I actually heard his dad's voice um in this film more than I had ever before with him talking. Um I've heard it I've
0: seen him in three movies.
1: I haven't watched tennis so this I is the third.
0: I've yeah. seen him in all, in the three movies I've seen him, I've heard Denzel fucking Washington <laughs> in those movies throughout the whole movie.
1: Well, see, that's the thing. Like, with Black Klansman, I heard it for sure. But uh, Ballers, I can't remember ever, like, picking up on that, except for, like, a few times. But it was, like, it was quick, and it was like, okay, that's not, you know, he, he's going on doing his other thing, and then it is just, it is what it is. Right. But I haven't watched Tenet, so I can't speak on that but with this i heard it especially when he was yelling like i heard it a lot through this film it didn't take me out of it so much but i did pick up on it a lot more in this film than i had in his previous work so i agree for sure if 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 as time is going on that it's becoming more prevalent he definitely needs to go ahead and get that worked on so that it's not putting him in a in a box because I just something that's, going, that's not something you
0: want attached to every fucking performance that right? may sound like i like his dad i heard his dad like that's that's yeah. just not something you want on every performance for sure for you sure. know for sure. maybe it's okay right now i don't know i'm i'm, I'm not, from my observation it has taken me out of the movie a few times
1: I can
0: understand that. This one, I'm not gonna say because I'm kind of used to it.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I, I kind of expected this dude was probably gonna be like Denzel Washington vocally, <laughs> shit. You know, <laughs> so it, it kind of is what it is with me now. But um, uh, and, and, and it's not, it's not, it's not a diss. It's not meant sure. to be a diss to the talent. The man is talented. He's sure. a very competent actor. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen a whole lot of him. I, I've, I've seen it as a couple of his movies but um you know we'll see but that is my this my observation you know i paid my 15 16 bucks for netflix <laughs> to give my opinion and that's that's what i walked away with you know i, I, I understand think, it i think dude just might want to adjust that and, and be a little bit different on that i agree with you on that i agree but, but it was a good movie man. good movie good writing good direction great acting. For sure. um, definitely some conversation surrounding Zendaya on this one. Well-deserved conversation. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, very ambitious it. shit
1: with the... Do with you, the... you think this will get uh, any Oscar buzz? I doubt it. I do, too. Sadly. I doubt it. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, from what I'm reading now, you know, the, the shit about the age difference. And, you know, the reviews are not really... Uh, from what I... The, the three I've read, I haven't read a lot of them, but... The reviews i read really didn't have a whole lot of praise for this.
1: Wow. Well, I yeah. loved it. I loved it. I would get it on Blu-ray if I could find it.
0: Yeah, I mean, being a Netflix movie, we probably won't see anything like that. Yeah. From it, but um, it's definitely one that I want to be. Re- I'm gonna revisit it. Oh, for sure. You know, I definitely wanna revisit. Just, just, just based on the uh, uh, I guess the uh, the craft Ever, you know of a movie taking place in one was i like shit like that you know a film that takes place and the challenge i should say of one location and um uh, the film that takes place in one day pretty much throughout one night you know yeah. with limited cast, like, i like those kind of challenges yeah and sure. uh they, they pulled it off with this one man they did They pulled it off with this one.
1: they definitely did. did an amazing job so wrapping this up
0: you recommend it it sounds like for sure You know, and I do as well. So this one is uh, NCFS approved. And speaking of No Chase Film Society, man, if you want to get more reviews like this, check us out on uh, any major streaming podcast platform. Uh, Rock with us on Instagram NC Film Society uh, on IG NC Film Society. Uh, I am Chris Ali. That is my name on uh, IG as well. Um, you know, come in and, and give us a little bit of conversation. Give us some feedback, recommendations, and all of that.
1: Most definitely.
0: You uh, know, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to Derek and let him put his credentials out there for you.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, so you can follow me at Derek underscore OCS. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K, the black way to spell it. Um, but don't follow me more than you follow the OTS page. I, if you had to choose... Follow the OTS page. Don't follow me. Um, exactly. At OTS guys. That's on all social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We just got on, we're on YouTube and we just got on to Twitch. We will be, we're going to be launching some um, different material on, on Twitch with uh, gaming and other other, other uh, projects as well. So you're going to look out for that. Um, if you look at us on, on YouTube, we are we are right there at, at the cusp of 100 subscribers uh, so that we can get a customized URL. Um, but for right now, just look it up uh, it's on the sidelines. That's what OTS stands for. Um, but you know, check us out, just go to the website, otsguys.com. You can get all that stuff from the website um, and just see what we got going on. How many, I haven't even updated the site. We've got more shows now than we, than we do with what's showing on the website currently, but um, go to the website, check, check out all the other shows, uh, um, under OTS, uh, past the ox, life's a botch, um, perennial powerhouse podcast. Um, many other fil- uh, 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 shows, um, mainly including no chase Film society. So be on the lookout. We've got a lot of stuff coming, uh, your way this year. Uh, so just keep, keep watching
0: keep watching man oh yeah it. well that said, man uh that's another in the books
1: most definitely
0: next week uh be looking for us to talk about american skin either american skin or ma rainey's black bottom more than likely i, I really want to get into that american skin yeah bro. you um you put it on my mind with this one so yeah bro uh, ma rainey's black bottom coming up as well as american skin nate parker's american skin gonna be getting into those but in the meantime check us out again with what we got uh in the timeline uh, watch for some new shit. keep up with us on instagram and uh in the meantime watch a damn movie no chase from society i'm done with it